Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And yes, indeed, they did. Uh, they were much better when uh, they featured cowboys instead of lawyers, and damn near anything else. <laughs> How you doing out there, Harry Alexander? With you on a Saturday afternoon. May 25, and uh, I'm in Los Angeles, and on the horn from Tucson, our home base, is my good friend Bunker de France. How you doing, well, sir? Well, you know, this, this is a strange experience, Harry, you know, because technically I am a first-time caller to <laughs> Voices of the West podcast, and I encourage everybody else to join in. Uh but I also have to say, you know, I appreciated you and Todd's phone call on Wednesday. You know, a couple of well-lubricated hooligans, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> well, I got, you know, Todd is supposed to be with us, but Todd, oh, isn't, Todd, out of us, Todd, Todd is not here. He had an offer. Sure. He had an offer to go to Greensboro, North Carolina to attend a wedding. And as somebody, the, the lady friend that he is uh, seeing currently uh, is financing the whole ball of wax. And so he figured he ought to take her up on that. <laughs> so he left, oh, well, he, he left early, early this morning. And uh, so I've got, uh, I, I, I got his condo here uh, for today. You got the and, liquor cabinet to yourself. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> and, uh, and tomorrow... <laughs> Uh, until I leave uh, to come back to Tucson uh, by train, of course. I don't do not fly if I do not have to. So yeah, well, your arms aren't tired when you do, you know. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, we've had a, a a great couple of days here. Get in Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Todd picked me up, took me to a great place uh, for breakfast, and oh my God, bunker! Oh, the, the uh, apple fan. I think that's it. Uh, and not even it, it's been there since 1947 and uh, oh my god the uh, <laughs> the omelet was most excellent bacon uh, inside the omelet uh, the eggs uh, oh jeez it was just fabulous <laughs> then we went well, it's to good to treat you right yeah and then we went to let's see that was Wednesday we went to the um mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, Will Rogers State Park. We went there, and uh, yeah, we got a little tour of the uh, of facility. Um, portions of it were closed off because they're having to do some maintenance and repainting and, and so forth. So we weren't able to see that, but we had a great tour guide. And uh, unfortunately, I, I could not get a lot of pictures because they do not allow pictures inside. So, uh, yeah. but I'll, I'll I'll be producing a video soon uh of that uh we went to the autry museum of the west <laughs> oh my friend i tell you what i don't know if you've ever been there but uh, well let, let me stop you right there before the autry ever opened up i was i signed up i was one of the early contributors mm -hmm. i went to every feasible event that they had there Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, you get that inside treatment when you're mm -hmm. a supporter. Yeah. And until I left, that was one of my major hangouts. I used oh. to go to the go over just for coffee in the cafeteria. I love the place. Hey, I had a sarsaparilla at the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> you had a double. <laughs> you betcha. And, and that, so that was fun. Uh, yesterday we went to uh, visit Wyatt McRae. Out at his granddad's place, and uh, oh. we got a great tour there. And uh, Wyatt says hey to you, and hopes you're doing well. Good. And uh, we were going to do the William S. Hart uh, place, but we plumb run out of time. Uh, <laughs> Los Angeles. Well, is, say that I, for the next trip, and that's right. And go out to uh, to uh, Melody Ranch there, yeah. or whatever they're called. Well, you know, uh, we had lots of things planned. Unfortunately. 
<laughs> I forget that it takes quite a while to go from one end of Los Angeles to the other. And so, uh, you know, we, we spent it, at least two hours in traffic. <laughs> but, you know. Well, I got I to gotta know, did, uh, did, uh, this is important to me, yes, unfortunately, because Todd's not there to answer the question. Mm-hmm. But did Todd have plenty of fresh prunes for you for breakfast in the morning? Uh, no, no prunes whatsoever. And, and unless if he's got them, I don't know where they are. Uh, oh, he's probably he's got them. He's got them. You know, he's, he's, he's probably got a horde of them. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Todd's condo is decked out in a bunch of uh, Indian art, Native American art. Oh. Uh, this is all uh, items that his mom collected over the years, and his mom passed back mm-hmm. in September. So he's got yeah. m- some of it uh, displayed here. Um, some of it, most of it's in storage still, but the 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 stuff that he has is just absolutely incredible. And, and I mean, <laughs> I I could <clears throat> I I could live here. <laughs> Just yeah. among this art, you know, it, it is just so cool. That so, could be our sequel after we do Bruce's Ashes art. Yeah, yeah. Prezac- well, you know, I'm going to do some video here and take some pictures because he wants to try yeah. and get this into some sort of a museum uh, as an exhibit. So it's just it's yeah. just too, so doggone beautiful. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you'll see pictures of it when I get back. Um, today we're doing, uh, t- well... Let me, Today we're doing... What are we doing today, Harry? We are honoring the birthday of John Wayne, which is May 26th, yeah. and uh, tomorrow he would have been, if he were still with us, would have been 112 years old. And um, we're going to look at the... Yeah, you're just... neighbor. Today we're going to talk about... We're going to do the movies of John Wayne... <clears throat> that he did with John Ford. Uh, there were 14 movies, and uh, we'll talk about those. Oh, if, uh, well, 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 no, wait a minute there, Harry. Actually, <laughs> altogether, there were 24, but of the 24, two were television and one was a play. Okay. All right. Well, you... you now, of course, I'm, I'm counting I'm counting the stuff <clears throat> starting with Mother McCree, you know. I see. Yeah, All right. that one he was a prop man, and he also was an uncredited extra. Yeah, well, I I watched his very first movie, Big Trail, the Big Trail with. That's uh, not uh, his very first movie, Harry. We went over this. <laughs> Ralph Wal- you know, he, Walsh. He did four sons. What? Well, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Let all me, right. Let me <laughs> let me bring you up. To, oh, let me bring you up to speed to the Big Trail. Then we can <laughs> then we can do the other. Stuff. That was okay, made in 1930. Yeah, okay, well, Four Sons, uh, that was in uh, 1928, and he was props and an uncredited extra. He did it, he did it with uh, Hangman's House again in 1928, and uh, he was a uncredited horse race spectator and condemned man in the flashback at the very end, both uncredited. Mm-hmm. Then he did Black Watch, and that was in 29. He did props. And he was an extra uncredited. Mm-hmm. In 29, again, he did Salute, where he was uh, Midshipman Bill, uncredited. Mm-hmm. Also, the costumer for Step and Fetch It. Mm-hmm. How about oh. that? Hey. Now, Wait a second. You know, Step and Fetch It is uh, from where I used to live in Key West, Florida. You know, he was the first black millionaire uh Black actors become a millionaire from the movie business? Yep, I wouldn't doubt it. He was in a bunch of them. He was good. Ford loved him. Ford yeah. loved him to peace. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, so we're at the big trail now. Raoul Walsh sees him, and uh, he gets him to come over, and that's Wayne's first starring role, right? That's right. That's right. Now you're on the page. All right. See, I didn't do anything but Ford films with Wayne, but uh, we'll we'll include that one because I think it's a fine picture. Well, I mean, you know, just because that's that was his very first starring role, um, and as far as those that uh, he made, well, of course, Stagecoach from 1939. Uh, 
you know. <laughs> what can you say about it except it's stagecoach? Then the next one yeah, is... Had, well, he has one more with Ford in between that, and that was in 1930. It was Men Without Women, mm. and he was uh, cast as the radio man on the surface. That mm-hmm. was kind of a submarine thing, again, uncredited. Well, and, uh, and I'm just going with the IMDb source here, which may or may not well, be you know they're good. unreliable. I know. But what they tell me is uh, then came the Long Voyage in 19, Long Voyage Home in 1940. Um, it was not a Western. Uh, they were expendable. Uh, great movie there. Well, let's, let's back up to Long Voyage Home for a moment. Okay. Because, because I have a connection with that and you with do. John Wayne. Well, you yes, do. I do. Well, I did. I did the Long Voyage Home of the play at the Beverly Hills Playhouse when wow. I was still in California, and I played the part of Olson, which is the same part that Wayne did. Well, how about that stuff? <laughs> Ward Bond and, is in well, that one too. Well, now let me tell you, uh, <laughs> that's one of the best Swedish accents I ever did. Already then. Uh, that came out in 1940. Then uh, a great movie, They Were Expendable, from 1945. Oh. It's about a PT boat uh, squadron. And uh, let's see, Robert Montgomery's in that, uh, Donna Reed, uh, Jack Holt. Uh, I remember from someplace, Let maybe... Let me give a, you a story about that one. All right, yeah, you're uh, probably going to do the same story that I was going to do. But go ahead. Well, okay, do your story. No, no, I you're... different. No, your story is much better than mine. Oh, well, uh, Ward Bond was also in this. Now, mm-hmm. the interesting thing is that a few months earlier, he got uh, hit by a car in downtown Hollywood and put him into the hospital. His uh, left shin bone was shattered. And they were talking about amputating when somebody recognized him and mm-hmm. called the studio. Uh, he, of course, objected to it. They went in there and pinned it and did all kinds of things and had it up elevated because they were scared they would get gangrene. He didn't, but during the filming of that, uh, Ford rewrote the part because he played the chief petty officer, rewrote the part so that uh, his character gets injured early on, and so they have him on on crutches, Mm -hmm. and he he can barely get around. If you watch the movie... He only takes two steps in the whole movie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Ford uh, orchestrated the actors to move around him in the scenes that he was in. Wow. That's now, great. Now, I'll take your story. No, that was my story, but you tell it much better. It was your story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you it tell it much better. Story. Yes, it was. You're making me better. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, Af- I trust you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> After they were expendable, I know, I know. Oh, you know, I ought to tell folks uh, if they want to get involved in our conversation here, it's easy to do. Just dial 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378. I'm watching the Facebook page while we're on the air. I'm checking our email while we're on the air, and the email is voicesofthewest at gmail.com. That's uh, Voices of the West at gmail.com. That, it is easy to do. That's what I did. I called 844-908-9378 and got Mr. Alexander, the, one, of the, one of the two genial hosts of Voices of the West. Who's that second one? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Todd Roberts, but he's not there. Uh, we're going to hammer he's him. Take, he's, taking a, he's taking a gift of prunes to... Uh, the bride over in Virginia or South Carolina, uh, North, or North, North, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, he ought to be landing oh. there uh, shortly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope, I, hope he, I hope he gets the bouquet of prunes through uh, through <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, Todd was really upset that he was <laughs> oh, not going to be here. From him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, starting in 1948, we have the first of the uh, Cavalry trilogies, uh, Fort Apache. Uh, Henry Fonda's in that, Shirley Temple. Uh, great movie. Uh, and if you have not seen it, you sh- really should. Uh, the synops- basic synopsis, uh, Fort Apache, an honorable and veteran war captain, finds conflict when his regime is placed under the command of a young, glory-hungry lieutenant colonel, 
with no respect for the local Indian tribe. Lots of conflict there between Wayne and Fonda. Yeah, and you know, an interesting thing is years before, uh, Ford wanted to do a Custer picture Mm -hmm. and wasn't able to get it together, put together. And this is not the picture he wanted to make, but it was definitely one of the finest cavalry pictures of all time, you know, mm-hmm. with the other two. In the yeah, yeah. Then we have uh, the three godfathers in 1948. Uh, three outlaws on the run find a dying woman in the desert who gives birth to a baby. The mother entrusts the care of the child to the three men. And uh, those three men are John Wayne, Harry Carey Jr., Ward Bond, and I know I'm going to assassinate the pronunciation here, Pedro Armendariz. Uh, Armendariz. Yeah. Armandera, so, the R. So we got that. Just pronounce it like a pirate, Harry. Aye, well, well, there you go. Pedro. <laughs> Pedro, so, there you go. So, now, uh, before, yes. before you go on to the next Western, next yeah. movie, yeah. there is the play. That's in between there. That was done between uh, the 22nd of February and the 3rd of. Uh, of, uh, oh, the, thir- uh, the 11th of uh, March, and it was a uh, stage play. Wayne was cast in it as Lieutenant Cunningham, but the star of the play was Ward Bond. Huh. And the, the interesting, one of the interesting side stories of that is that practically everybody who was anybody uh, appeared in that. Mm-hmm. And Gregory Peck had a little walk-on in that, Hmm. And this is, it tickled me to death when I read about it, because when he walked on, they said the, the women in the audience, audience during the various performances, were screaming like it was Frank Sinatra. And, you know, everybody kind of forgets that uh, back there for his first few years with Keys to the Kingdom, uh, he was kind of the haughty, uh, you know, sex boy toy of mm-hmm. the, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we got to do our first break here, Bunker, and uh, so it, it is that time. Uh, the uh, bump music today is uh, as many of the, uh, well, we only have a couple of slots available for bump music, but uh, it's all the themes from the various uh, westerns that uh, John Wayne was in and directed by John Ford. The uh, first one up is Stagecoach, and we'll be back with... Much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. You know, these folks advertise with us because they believe in what the program is all about. You, too, if you're a business person, can advertise. We'd certainly love it. Uh, Just email me at uh, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. So with that in mind, uh, we'll go ahead and do that first commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. The Tucson Trap and Skeet Club is one of the best-kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. 
Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. And have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zouts podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zouts. Until then, that's a wrap. All right, Sheriff, let's get them back to the shack. I got another one tied up there. I have a hunch they know something about the murder of my brother and the others. All right, men, load them up. Now, I'm giving one of you men a chance to beat the rope, so you better start talking and talk fast. I'm your man, Henderson. These two did the killing. Yeah, and I'll kill you if I ever get the chance. I guess that's all we need to hear. Franzi's Voices of the West. We are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. It's a Saturday, May the 25. I'm Harry Alexander in Los Angeles for a reason I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I know why I'm here. Bunker de France is in Tucson. Or, uh, and yes, Todd, Robert, Todd Roberts is supposed to be here, but he's in North, uh, heading into North Carolina. And so uh, we're doing the movies of uh, John Wayne and John Ford to honor... Um, Duke's uh, birthday, which is tomorrow. So. Oh, you know, we also might mention, too, that this is over the Memorial Day weekend. Yes, sir. It certainly is. And, uh, yeah. you know, people say happy Memorial Day. Uh, there's nothing happy about it. Um, no. it, it it's, a, it's a time to honor those who fell uh, in order for us to be doing what we're doing today. And that's, exactly. it's a solemn day. It's not a, it's not a holiday uh, like the government makes it out to be. And, yeah, people are going to do barbecues oh, and get together. And they, it's yeah, like, that's it's all like good. everything else that's important, you know. Big business is taking it over so they can sell greeting cards and, mm -hmm. and flowers and little funny toys and fuzzy things for yeah. kids. And, yeah, You know, they, they've lost our, our ability to respect things it doesn't mean we can't have fun and enjoy them, but, That's right. but at the same time, it's a time of reflection. You know, I got to listen to uh, Dennis Prager uh, while in Los Angeles, and uh, what a treat! <laughs> we we don't get to yeah. We, yeah we don't get to hear yeah, him in Tucson the, anymore. <laughs> that's one of the big mistakes that KVOI made when they mm -hmm. took him off. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, enough of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, enough of that. It, it was good. Uh, so, uh, oh, 844... Before, we do, the, before yeah. we do the next uh, movie, we passed over one. Okay. Born Reckless in uh, June of 1930. Again, it was just an unbilled extra thing, but he was working with Pappy. Mm-hmm. All right. 844-908-WEST. 844-908-9378. If you'd like to jump into the conversation here, we'd love to have you. And uh, we're talking about the it's movies. It's so neat of... to fall in. It's so much fun. I know. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're probably just sitting at home there and uh, enjoying yeah. whatever. Surrounded right? by books and cards. And, and I got it. Oh, I got to tell you, before we go any further, though, I went out to the Friends of the Pima County Library mm -hmm. uh, every Friday, like I do, uh, you know, one Friday a month. And I picked up a whole bunch of great books. Oh, yeah? As you yeah, well, in fact, uh, going back to what you mentioned earlier, I picked up one book. It's, oh, it's, you, you remember those how to draw 
books mm-hmm. that you yeah. see how to paint on it. Yeah. So the same company made it put this one out. It's called Indians of the Northwest with the artwork of Wingo Reese. Nice. And it's beautiful. I'll show it to you when you get back. Yeah. Page after page, not that many. And this is one of the neat things. I picked up a big little book mm-hmm. of gun smoke. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, really, really. Well, also, I picked up I picked up another book called The Sunset Trail by Alfred Henry Lewis. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that wrote the Wolfville stories. Mm-hmm. And for me, he's up there with, uh, he's one of the first guys of Western writers that I really got interested in. Well, but I've I, got, I still, I've got all, four or five of his books, but I don't have one. And I picked up another one because of you uh-huh. called Whispering Rails. Ah. Written in the 30s. It's a railroad story. If, if I ever find time to read it when I'm done, it's yours. <laughs> okay. And then the piece de resistance, no, it's actually it's the second piece, is reading Deadwood, a western to swear by. <laughs> a series of, series of different uh, people on their take on it, and then a breakdown of, the, of each show and of the seasons. The other one was the cowboy poems of Tex West. Uh, who actually has another name. But what's neat about it, it has pictures of there of him in there with Gene Autry and Rex Allen and some of our guys. Mm-hmm. And, and then the last book, which was just for reading, is The Return of Little Big Man. Mm-hmm. So that's how my week was, Harry. Well, Todd took me to his favorite bookstore, which apparently is closing at the end of the month, and he was <laughs> very oh. devastated about that. So we got some great deals on books uh, he bought what a bunch. Uh, he bought a bunch, and I purchased. And my wife is going to kill me because we don't have room for books. But too bad. I bought the Encyclopedia of Western Gunfighters by uh, Bill O'Neill. I oh, got. That's a good book. Yeah, I got uh, the cowboy, his characteristics, equipment, and part uh, his part in the development of the West by Philip Ashton Rollins. And then I got one. For, I got one for you, buddy. It's the recol- book for me? I did. It's the recollections of it's it's the You're recollections. Huh? It's the it's the recollections of Charlie Russell. Oh, you're you know, I, I keep saying this, nobody <laughs> believes me. I keep saying that you're a good man. <laughs> and then Todd nobody gave me I know. Todd gave me for my birthday, uh early, he gave me uh Education of a Wandering Man by Louis Lamore. And I know you've talked Ooh. about that book, and you—I think you've showed it, shown it to me uh, at yes. breakfast. So uh, <laughs> I got that. So well, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've come to the conclusion that the lives of the people that we talk about are many, many times more interesting than the movies and books that they wrote, and they wrote great yeah. movies and great. Yeah. Speaking of movies, we're talking about John Wayne and John Ford uh, ahead of John Wayne's birthday, which is tomorrow. And uh, he would have been 112 if he was still with us. The next movie up is uh, from 1949, and it's one of my favorites. She Wore a Yellow Ribbon. John Wayne, Joanne Drew, John Agar, Ben Johnson. I think Ken Curtis is in that one, too. Yeah, he think he's well. No way, wait, 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 Yeah, he's he's in that one. He that's the one where he's he serenades uh, mm-hmm. Ben O'Hara. Mm-hmm. And the sons of the pioneers. Yeah, and uh, so that one's up. Uh, Captain Nathan Brittles on the eve of retirement takes out a last patrol to stop an impending massive Indian attack. Encumbered by women who must be evacuated, Brittles finds his mission imperiled. And yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> he, he's imperiled, all right. Uh, what a great movie! What a I mean, what one of my faves. Is, uh, she wore a yellow ribbon from 1949. Oh. So uh, up next is another great one, and this is the uh, final in the Cavalry trilogy, Rio Grande from 1950. Cavalry officer posted on the Rio Grande must deal with murderous raiding Apaches. His son, who's a risk-taking recruit, and his wife, from whom he's been separated for many years. John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara, Ben Johnson, and uh, Claude Jarman Jr. Uh, is in that one. And, you know, I... I that, that's the one that Ken Curtis is in. Oh, that one. Okay. Got, I, th- got, I thought it was Shimorwin. 
Well, you know, yeah. Rio, uh, Rio Grande, uh, I like how John Ford moves the, uh, the setting from the, <laughs> the Rio Grande to Monument Valley. <laughs> it, hey, was his, it was his favorite shooting you know, place. I know that. <laughs> well, you know, you, you used to, this, is, this is the truth. It used to be back in Hollywood. Uh, uh, you'd always get guys when they go on location that were always grumpy because they had to, they had to be away from home. And, and mm-hmm. they'd go, ah, we could have shot a tear. A tree is a tree is a tree. <laughs> But, you know, and, and of course, you know, there's people that think, you know, saguaros grow in Texas. You know? I know. Yeah. Or in Monument Valley. <laughs> yeah. After after watching Stagecoach and seeing the Stagecoach drive by and the saguaro uh, fluctuates back and forth after the uh, coach drives uh, from the, the breeze. <laughs> but anyway, uh, our next movie up here. get around, you know. Yeah. Our next movie up is uh, called The Quiet Man from 1952. Uh, it's about a retired American boxer returning to the village of his birth in Ireland where he finds love. It's John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara, Barry Fitzgerald, and Ward Bond. You know, Wayne and Bond and Ford work together in bunches of movies, right? Don't forget Victor McLaughlin. And, and that's another one, too, who worked a, a ton of movies with them. Uh, it was that, well, as, know, as Franzi used to say, back, it's that company, the, the John Ford company. Well, you know, uh, McLaughlin goes back to Ford way, way, way. He goes all the way back to the Informer and, and before that. But mm-hmm. he, he also won a Best Actor for that, for the Informer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, and when we finish all the movies, I want to get into some John Ford stuff here because just, okay. the man is so, it's a fascinating character. The next movie up has uh, been considered to be perhaps the well, absolute... Well, before we do the next movie... Yes. Because we're kind of chronologically here. The yeah. next project was actually Screen Director's Playhouse, a little program called Rookie of the Year, which uh, aired on December 7th, 1955, and Wayne played the part of a character named Mac, uh, Mike Cronin. Mm-hmm. He always played Irishman. I wonder why. Hmm. Well, Hell, you know, Harry. well, you know, we also we got to do a break. But when we come back, uh, okay. we had to we had to talk about the uh, the period when uh, during World War II, and uh, that would have been right after the making of Stagecoach and going into the Long Voyage Home, and uh, they yeah, were expendable, and why Wayne did not go into the into the move into the uh, service. Uh, as Ford, Let's finish up the movies before we before we do that. Okay, all right, that that's cool. We'll we'll, we'll digress there. So uh, you're in tune with Emil Franzi's Voices of the West here on a Saturday, the 25 of May, and uh, I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker to France is uh, uh, in Tucson. Uh, normally I'm in Tucson, but today I'm in Los Angeles, uh, staying at our co-host's place, Todd Roberts, uh, who decided to go someplace else instead of being on the show. (laughs) Whatever. I'm sure he's having a good time. So we're going to be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. Do stay tuned. Voices of the West will be right back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. 
They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Hi there, little partners. I understand there's been quite a little talk around your house lately about going to bed. Now, I know that we all hate to go to bed. We're always so afraid we're going to miss something. But you must get a lot of sleep. And the time to go to bed is when your mommy or your daddy tell you to. Not 15 minutes later or 20 minutes later or not one or two television shows later, but right now. I'll see you next week. Until then, get lots of good sleep, will you? Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And we are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Uh, as we headed into the commercial break, it was, uh, she wore a yellow ribbon uh, coming out of the commercial break. Now, he wasn't in it, uh, uh, the High Chaparral, but my uh, co-host Bunker de France was in uh, the High Chaparral, uh, about, what, uh, some 52 of them, uh, something of that nature. <laughs> and well, you know... Go ahead. You know, it's funny because I was thinking, you know, because doing all doing my research for this, and I got to think, you know, what if John Ford had directed High Chaparral? First oh of all, he would have cast John Wayne as Big John Cannon. Uh huh. He would have uh, probably Lee Marvin as Buck. Um, Harry Carey Jr. is is Harry Carey Jr. Harry Harry Carey Jr. is blue, right? Right, exactly. Uh, and Maureen Pedro O'Sullivan. Almanderas as as, uh, as either Pancho, I mean mm-hmm. Pedro or Vaquero. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm thinking probably one of John Wayne's many Latin wives is Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, who would have, uh, Don Collier would have stayed Don Collier, I think. I, I, you well, can't... Don, don't, wait a minute, now. you're not going to recast me. I'm, 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 I'm playing the part of... By God, you ain't going to make the movie. That's the way it is. Well, I guess we have Don Collier with us now, too. 
right. That's right, Harry. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I'm over here at Bunkers. You know, he, he promised me some drinks, and he's holding out. I think I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Don't you guys try to have fun? <laughs> anyway, we're doing the movies of John Wayne and John Ford uh, to honor John Wayne's birthday, which is tomorrow, May 26th. And uh, where did I leave off here? I got... Uh, yeah, the search. Uh, the next movie up is uh, perhaps well. It's been considered and called the best western of all time from 1956. The Searchers, an American Civil War veteran, embarks on a journey to rescue his niece from the Comanches. John Wayne, Jeffrey Hunter, Vera Miles, and of course Ward Bond. That's a great Hank Ward. It, it's a yeah. It's a great movie. No question about it. A great it's movie. My favorite. It's, I think it's the greatest Western, maybe one of the greatest movies ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's too much uh, uh, dissension about that aspect that, you know. Uh, well, if you're, if, you're, if you're a commie liberal that hates John <laughs> well, Wayne, uh, that might not be the case. Yeah, well, if you're a commie liberal, you're not going to be watching Westerns in the first place, right? That's <laughs> true, yeah. It's uh, content, bad yeah, content. There you go. Uh, let's see, we've got, in 1957, uh, the next one up was uh, called The Wings of Eagles. It's a biography of Navy flyer-turned-screenwriter Frank W. Spigweed. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that. Uh, they don't was, give it a... He was a close friend of Ford's, very yeah, close Yeah, yeah. John Take Wayne, Maureen O'Hara, Dan Daly, Ward Bond. I enjoyed that movie. I've seen it, and they don't give it a big rating on IMDb, but... I think it's a pretty go- d- doggone good movie, you know. Uh, so. Well, you know, that's that's the one that's the one thing about Ford. I don't think you know. I mean, you know, he made some movies that people that weren't, I'll say, popular, but mm-hmm. I don't think he ever made a dog. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so either. Maybe in the early days, I don't know. You know, back in the silence and stuff, but I don't know. You know, I, I think the man. He's probably one of the most consummate filmmakers ever ever was. Well, uh, he 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 uh, was he was quite the established director by the 1930s uh, oh, when yeah. when talkies came about. So you know. Um, well, you know, they asked Orson Welles who uh, who his favorite filmmakers were, and his answer was, "Well, they're the the old masters, John Ford, John Ford." John, and John Ford. Ford. <laughs> yep, no question and about that. You know, that's, that's the epitome of compliment there, because he's by many considered the greatest filmmaker of all time. 1959, The Horse Soldiers. 1863, a Union outfit sent behind Confederate lines in Mississippi to destroy enemy railroads, but a captive Southern Belle and the unit's doctor cause frictions within the ranks. Uh, John Wayne, Bill Holden, Constant Towers, Judson Pratt, and a bunch of other folk. Uh, another good All movie, kinds too. Of... Now, before we go to the next movie, we have another TV. Okay. Are you familiar with that one? Uh, lay it on me. Lay it on me, and we'll see. The Wagon Train, the Coulter Craven story. Oh, yeah. And Wayne, Wayne played uh, General Sherman, the part that he was going to repeat again. Uh but he's, the credits listed him as Michael Morris or Michael Morrison. Hmm, interesting. You know, I, I, I'm in it. Curtis also was in that with Cliff Lyon, Chuck Hayward, uh, Chuck Roberson, Hank Warden, Jack Pinnock. You know, all of the regular mm-hmm. uh, board company guys. I'm going to digress here a bit. Uh, right after The Quiet Man in 1952, John Wayne was offered the role to star in a brand new television uh, series. Uh, Western, yes. and uh, it was uh, it, the, the program had been on the radio for a long time, and very very successful. And the show was called Gunsmoke, and uh, Wayne decided he did not want to do that. He did not want to do that much television um, because I think he felt that it would take away from the the movies that he had produced, or not produced, but had been in. Or planned on doing in the future. Yeah, and so uh, uh, instead that uh, that role, and in fact it was Wayne's suggestion that it was offered to uh, Jim Arness. And, well, we know the yeah, story know, on that. Was, What's he that? He says, i I got, I got to get him work. He's eating me out of house and home. 
That sounds like you and Victor French, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Victor never fed me. I had to feed myself. Well, All right. I did have a nice guest house. All right. Oh, you know, one, one other thing there I was going to see. What was I going to say there about wagon tea? Now, I just, yeah, uh, and this is, again, when you digress, I get to digress. Okay. Uh, this, before this, Ward Bond had only starred in one movie, and it was called... Hitler, dead or alive, mm-hmm. and with Wagon Train, he got to come into his own mm-hmm. uh, and really show. And you know, we need we need to, we got to do a show on Ward uh, Bond because yeah. see, this guy, I've been reading about him here in his yeah. book, and he's phenomenal. I mean, and uh, when Ford was off uh, uh, doing his uh, photography stuff with World War Two, Bond was. Uh, uh, Taking care of helping Mary Ford take care of the kids and mm-hmm. looking in after all the time. And one of the things that I want to clear up before we before we finish the movies and move on to the other stuff is that Lord Bond uh, caught a little flack because he didn't serve in the war, but he was 4F because he had uh, he had epilepsy, which he mm-hmm. hid from everybody. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. our next movie up uh, is from 1962. And it's uh, another great one. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, Vera Miles, Lee Marvin, and uh, a senator who became famous for killing a notorious outlaw returns for the funeral of an old friend and tells the truth about his deed. You know, it's this could be cowboy. This could also be cowboy noir. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, actually, when you get when you get at an awful lot of Ford stuff. Is more very noirish, and uh, the Informer is a classic noir. You know, he's and Ford always uh, maintained that black and white was the only way to shoot because with black and white you had to pay attention to what you were doing. With mm-hmm. color, you could get away with a lot of stuff because the cameraman had to match shadows and, right. and you know do all these things. So it was you know. Yeah. Uh, coming up uh, next in 1962, again, was How the West Was Won, a family saga covering several decades of westward expansion in the 19th century, including the gold rush, the Civil War, and the building of the railroad. Uh, John Ford, Henry Hathaway, George Marshall, and Richard Thorpe are the directors of that. It starred Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, Gregory Peck, and Henry Fonda. Another fine movie, I think. <laughs> I, if, if I was to read the lit, cast list and the crew list on that, we'd need a three-hour show. Well, you know, let's put it this way. Here, This thing was rather successful. It grossed $46.5 million. And this brings up one of my pet peeves about, you know, you see the movies now and they're going, well, this movie did, did $100 million in three weeks. How many people saw it, though? Yeah, 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 thank you. Still, the all-time record, as far as I can tell from what I've checked, is uh, Gone with the Wind. That's mm-hmm. the box off. People through the time, through the stale. You know, not 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 how much how much uh, I'm getting I'm getting violent here. It's how many not how many you would spent, but how much how many people actually went and saw it. Mm-hmm. And then you take it, you know, with television now, uh, some of these things have repeated. You know, like the Cavalry Trilogy, you know, how many millions of people have seen it since it became a a, a staple on television? Mm, Yeah, indeed. I remember my parents telling, you know, talking about Gone with the Wind, I remember my parents telling me that uh, they went to see it when it uh, premiered, and (laughs) there was an an intermission, and they were quite surprised. (laughs) Oh, it, it was over two hours long. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, yeah. all right, our final movie uh, that uh, John Ford did with John Wayne from 1963, Donovan's Reef. It's a comedy subtly dealing with moral issues such as racial bigotry, corporate greed, American belief of societal superiority, and hypocrisy. John Wayne, Lee Marvin, Elizabeth Allen, and Jack Warden in that movie. And, you know, I, that's a good movie. It really is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've got an idea. We got we got to we got to pitch this to Todd. Okay. 
remake Donovan's Reef as a Western. There you go. It's it's a natural. You know, you you change the uh, island to you know like a, a someplace up in northern Arizona near Monument Valley, a little mm-hmm. town with a trading post. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the John Wayne part, you give it to Tom Selleck. Uh, you know, you just you to the, uh, Lee Marvin. You find a a good character heavy to play. You know, play in, You make him a couple of ex cavalry sergeants. Mm-hmm. You got the you got the Jack Warden part. Uh, you got him. He's up there as a he's a doctor up there, and he's uh, taking care of the Indian kids. He's running an orphanage. You've got. Or actually, I would say I'm going to move it from there over to Carrizosa, New Mexico, because then we can use the railroad and we don't have to deal with the ocean. There you go. All right, but those are the those are the 14 movies, and I know Bunker, you have uh, other things in your list uh, of well, televisions I, when and I, when plays. Actually, and... we go through count all the stuff we did. We did all 24. Okay, um, we got to take Drive our final the two TV and the, and the one play. All right, we got to take our final break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about John Ford and John Wayne uh, as uh, people uh, rather than as actor and director. So that's coming up with uh, a little bit more here, right here, on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Do stay tuned. We shall be back right after these very, very important messages. Voices of the West. We'll be right back. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army, a long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. Besides bringing millions a year into this community with national and international events, the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway services the local shooting sports community with a 380-acre site featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and two sporting clays fields, as well as a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, which all is available to local shooters, and soon an archery range. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com or take a drive out west of town and see it for yourself. New members or single-day use, welcome. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like The Alexa Quote of the Show And may the odds be ever in your favor And have a From the Cutting Room Floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. Old-time Western radio shows, every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, only on VOW Radio. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West for Saturday, May the 25, 
Rio Grande took us into the uh, commercial break and coming back, the searchers theme. With me is uh, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Bunker D. France, and... Uh, wait, 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 wait a minute here. What is this Mr. B.S. Well, here? Are you yeah. trying to insult me, Mr. Mr. Alexander? Well, I guess you're insulting me now. Well, yeah, you've raised my ire. All right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Todd Roberts on you here. All right, so. all right. And then I will reintroduce uh, reintroduce you. Uh, back on Emil Francie's Voices of the West, I'm Harry Alexander with the Sheep Herder from California, uh, from uh, California, New Mexico, a uh, bunker to France. <laughs> That's pl- much better, Harry. That's more <laughs> traditional. Now, you redeemed yourself once more. The only your inimitable uh, fashion. You All know, right. I've got, I've, because we're talking about John Ford and John Wayne, I've got a quote from John Ford about John Wayne. All right. He said. He will be the biggest star ever because he is the perfect every man. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, so it, you know, it came from Pappy, so it must be so. You know, I've uh, got t- another one here. This is, right. this, is inter- this, this is Henry Fonda uh, commenting on John Ford. This is uh, right after he had finished making uh, Young Mr. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I never met anyone remotely like him. Pappy was full of bullshit, but it was a delightful sort of bullshit. He had great instincts, did everything intuitively. John focused on the common, everyday aspects of Lincoln's life, demythalizing the legend to find the real flesh-and-bud man underneath. Predictably, John and Zanuck, Daryl Ebb Zanuck, uh, disagreed over the pacing. John printed only one take and destroyed the negatives of any others. He camera cut by surrounding his scenes with built-in dissolves. There was little that Zanuck could do. <laughs> well, Todd has a uh, poster of John Wayne up in his office, and uh, it, it says, uh, the, the quote is, Life is hard, and it's especially hard if, when you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> so, so John- oh, here's, another, here's another great piece. This is, this is about, you know, uh, Ford loved to use uh, reward bonds rear end in uh, setting up shots and stuff. And this <laughs> yes. Is really yes. <laughs> yeah. When when he was doing uh, again, this was young Mr. Lincoln. Ford includes one of his veiled references to Bond's rear end in a courtroom scene during which Lincoln playfully uh, questions Cast. That's the character uh, Bond was playing mm-hmm. about why he calls himself. J. Palmer Cass, while some folks know him as Jack, Honest Abe's utterance of Jack Cass sets the courtroom howling. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we know that, that Ford and Wayne were pretty much lifelong friends. Uh, you know, after they started working together, they became lifelong friends, and their, their politics differed. And so rare was the time when that particular topic would come up. Uh, Ford was a a staunch Roosevelt Democrat, and when we use that label, uh, it does not mean the same as the Democrat of today. Uh, Totally different. And uh, uh, John Wayne was uh, what we would call a conservative today. Well, you know, it's interesting because in the early days before the war, Definitely, uh, uh, Ford can you know, call himself a socialist Democrat. Mm-hmm. But after the war, he drifted more and more to uh, the right as far as his feelings, which you, you see in his later movies, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more, just, and you know, the man was always a conservative. He just, he just had a different way of showing it. Yeah. Wayne uh, was pretty much apolitical up until the war. And then uh, during the war, him and Ward Vaughn formed the, uh, the a Hollywood uh, little group of mm-hmm. anti-communists, which was very, very active in the uh, communist uh, of rooting them out. Yeah, the rooting them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, fact of the matter is, both are great. Uh, Wayne, the great actor. 
and and person and Ford, the great director, and I dare say person as well. Uh, whatever you think of them, uh, you know, oh, one hey, could not work with you, the other. Well, I, I told you, I told you the story, and I'll repeat it mm-hmm. because you know, Ford. Um, Ford is one of my heroes. And he's probably one of the most flawed heroes a person could have. Mm-hmm. He used to. He was. He was notorious for going on benders. Was was, was probably a one of the most functioning, roaring alcoholics in Hollywood. <laughs> but he he would re, he would sometimes reach a state where he would just go, okay, I've had enough. He would get a sleeping bag, a case of whiskey, and he would crawl into that sleeping bag and not come out. And when I say not come out, I'm including uh, breakfast breaks, uh, go to bed, take a bath, go to the bathroom. And when he was done with his bender, the sleeping bag would be burned. Mm-hmm. So there's no memory of it whatsoever. On that no, note. No witnesses. <laughs> yeah, no witnesses either. On that note, we are plumb out of time. Bunker, thank you so much for <clears throat> being with us, uh, being with us today. And, of course, you would always be hey, here. Hey, calling in is easy. I'll do I know. it more often, Harry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Next week we're, uh, uh-uh. we're, we're, we're live from the Bruce Ash Studios or the Paul Ash Studios in Tucson, and I don't remember what we're doing, but I know it's going to be a good one. Um, I miss our beautiful studios. I, I, you know, I'm just having too, much, too damn much fun in L.A., and so uh, I, I'm, I'm, you're going to cash in your train ticket and stay. <laughs> I know. Well, no, I can't do that because the the little woman would not be appreciative of that. <laughs> uh, she, so she would get on the next train, come over there with a with a rolling pin like Maggie I, and Jigs. And I know. Big trouble. Big time trouble. Anyway, Bunker, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, thank you, taking the time. Appreciate very much. That is it for Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We will be back with you uh, next Saturday live. And uh, you can always catch our podcast at the voicesofthewest.net website or at a variety of other places, including, well, let me see here. I'll tell you exactly where. Uh, Radio Public, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. We're also at iTunes. We're a bunch of places. So just uh, find our podcast, download them, enjoy them. We have fun, and we hope you're going to have fun as well. So that's it for this edition of Emil Francis' Voices of the West. Thank you so much for joining us this, uh, this time around, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.